Oh, it's time for the. It's that time. It is. Where we, in a very relaxed way, go through <laughs> the results of. I don't Nick's like this bit anymore. For any, because it's fun. We're <laughs> I don't fun. like it's this bit anymore. It's a bit of fun. No, it's really I don't realise that the only time date fight yeah, will appear yeah, on national media is on the news when it says he uploaded a song yeah, about his failures. Yeah, before turning the gun on himself. <laughs> Let's just let's just have okay, the Okay, let's do that. Because you're you're managing a lot today yeah. and I'm not managing anything <laughs> today. <clears throat> so today was this week was a wild week on uh date fight polls. Usually Twitter and Facebook are fairly well aligned. Not this week. Everything was crazy. Um on Twitter, we started off Jake won yeah. two date fights, Nat won five, and two were draws. So I was feeling pretty confident after right. the Twitter results came in, especially because they're yeah, the biggest. Twitter's my that's yeah. my strong that's where that's where my base is. That's where yeah. my people Facebook are. agreed on not a single result. I'm not sure any result came out the same on Twitter as it did. How it was amazing. But once you top them all up, the winner of this week's date fight was It's a draw! No. It's a draw again. It's uh, yep. Four each mm-hmm. with one draw. Which was which was one complete draw with the same number of votes on both. Which that was the Communist Manifesto versus Forgotten Locomotion, which I was winning on Twitter, but Facebook messed all that up, didn't yeah, it? Facebook. Yeah, where do you go, Facebook? Uh, uh, so in terms of the popular so votes, we, we can go. go to do you want to go to the popular votes? Do you want to go to the popular votes? Would you like to? Are you confident? Let me just tell you where the conf- where the popular vote was at the end of Friday's <laughs> poll. So this is yep. up until yesterday morning. So this is before Dolly the Sheep and the Republican National Convention. Then you can make your decision mm-hmm. on how confident you feel about Dolly the Sheep. Okay. It was. <clears throat> Jake had 144 votes uh-huh. and Nat had 145 votes. Shut so up! So if you believe... No if you insane. believe... If you believe that Dolly the Sheep got more than one vote more than the Republican National Convention, then you can choose to go on the popular yes, I vote. Do. Yes, I you do. do. Yes, You're I, I go believe in the British people and around the world. Before you make that decision, let me tell you, Flying Cow trounced hunting ban. Anyway, <laughs> Nat was on 145, and for the Republican National Convention, got five more votes. Okay. Jake was on 144, and got four. Oh, Team Jake won! He got 14 votes! Oh, He's the winner! Oh. <laughs> well done! I don't have to feel guilty anymore! That's great! <laughs> oh my god, I don't have to do a song! Sweet! <sighs> Listen, here's all I ask, yes. right? When you do your song forfeits, okay. <laughs> don't hold back. No, I can be happy about this one. Don't this one's fun. I want, I want the full... Both barrels. I want the full brunt. Give me. I, give I me can't give anyone brunt. the full brunt. I'm too English. I'm not even sure I know where the end of the brunt is. There's so much brunt wedged in here. Just, just you can't move for brunt in here. <laughs> yeah. Let's get on with the show. Date fights. Hello there. Welcome to date fight. Uh, well, you've heard the preamble, so you know what it is. But it's a fresh week. It's a fresh start, and let's get on with it. Oh yes, let's just do that. <laughs> I'm going to take you to the 23rd of February in the year 303. Oh, cool. Which was the festival Terminalia for the god Terminus, who was the god of boundaries. And the thing that Emperor Diocletian decided to terminate on the 23rd of February 303 was Christians. He made Christianity illegal. And this was the beginning of the great persecution of the Christians, which is the one which we always remember by with pictures of Christians in having to fight lions and things, which didn't often happen, 
or indeed maybe oh. ever. Lots of people think that was just made up by the Christians later on to emphasise how, uh, how, what a hard time they had and in order to play the martyr a bit, um, literally. And they... <laughs> <laughs> all the laws actually said was that you couldn't have... Uh, Christians couldn't own property or be clerics or assemble for worship uh, and they had to destroy their scriptures, their liturgical books and their places of worship. And it didn't apply in Gaul or Britain or anywhere else where people couldn't be bothered to do it. Wow. Um, but um, Galerius, he suggested that they should burn all of the Christians alive. Diocletian was much more moderate than that. He didn't want to burn everyone alive. He wanted to try and do it without bloodshed. Kill them and burn them. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, local judges <laughs> wanted some bloodshed, so there may have been lions and things we don't really know. Oh. Later historians think it was exaggerated, but that is where the persecution of the Christians began on the 23rd of February, 303. Well, that's definitely something to celebrate. Jesus, Nat. I mean, what even are you? It's a Sunday. <laughs> Well, hoping to pick up the... Don't blame me. Blame Emperor Diocletian. <laughs> hoping to pick up the Christian vote today. <laughs> 23rd of February, 1739, and at York Castle, yeah. Dick Turpin right. is identified. Ooh. I love this story. Okay. So uh, Dick Turpin, Richard Turpin, yeah. was an English highwayman mm. and was uh, the star of a late 70s TV series that I didn't really understand because <laughs> I was slightly too young uh, here in Britain. And uh, he was a horse thief. Now, here's the thing. He grew up in Essex. Yeah. He joined a gang of deer thieves. Mm. So what they would do is they'd go out into the forest and they'd nick deers because uh, he was a butcher by trade. So he needed meat. Mm. So they'd go and nick it. Uh, it was poaching and it was outlawed. And there was a thing in 1723, the Black Act. And that law meant that you weren't allowed to go into the woods and make your face black. You couldn't blacken or disguise your face oh, in the forest. Much to the distress uh, of local racists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hugely. On Halloween. Yeah, exactly. I'm just doing cool runnings. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he got in with this gang and they were deer thieves and, you know, whatever. But then they sort of mm -hmm. started to kind of get into more serious crime and um, he beat some guy's buttocks with his pistols, badly bruising him. <laughs> And then he kind of legged it because it was all getting a bit, all getting a bit proper naughty down in Essex. So he legged it up to Yorkshire, um, and that was where he got his comeuppance. On the second of October, seventeen thirty-eight, oh. he shot another man's gamecock in the street, <laughs> having previously bruised his buttocks. And you should never shoot another man's cock, right? No, absolutely. So then this guy in the street was like, "You can't do that! Don't shoot that bloke's cock!" Uh, and then he said, "All right, I'll shoot you then." Uh, I should have done a Yorkshire accent for the... For, anyway, it doesn't matter. It just so happened that justices of the peace were riding past. <laughs> yeah. And they... they Should they do anything? No, they, I don't think so. Yeah. No, well, they grabbed him and they, they stuck him into the House of Correction at Beverly. Oh. In Yorkshire. Hmm. And it kind of would have been okay because that was basically just shooting a cock it's not the worst thing that you could do and he'd done much worse things. He was a wanted man. Yeah. But he gave a false name. Right? Oh. So they put him in prison thinking, oh, it's this cock-shooting guy, uh, whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but actually, he was the, the, the infamous highwayman, Dick Turpin, and they didn't <gasps> realise that they caught him and got him in jail, right? So he's, yeah. he's pretending to be some guy. Yeah. And what's the punishment for cock-shooting? Cock-shooting, I, I don't know, clip round the ear, I don't know, not too bad. Okay. Certainly not as bad yeah. as the other things that he'd done, right? But here's where he makes his mistake. Mm-hmm. He writes to his brother-in-law yeah. back in mm. Essex. But Essex. he hasn't paid for the postage because he's in prison, so he can't, right? So the letter stays at the post office. Oh. And his brother-in-law, a guy called Pomper Rivenall, 
is like, oh, there's a letter for you. Yeah. I, I suspect he might have done it. So Are we sure he didn't give a fake name as well? He goes to the sorting office and he's like, there's a York yeah. postage stamp on this. That's that's going to cost a fortune. I'm not... I'm, I've got... And he says, I have no correspondent at York. <laughs> and he doesn't want to pay the letter fee, right, to get the letter. So the letter gets moved to another post office in Saffron Walden. Right, yeah. And here's the unbelievable bit... A guy there called James Smith <sighs> is working at the post office and goes, Yeah. I know that handwriting. I think I taught the kid who's got that handwriting. And it turns out this kid, <laughs> it was his old teacher. I taught him deer poaching. Well, I recognise that handwriting. I reckon that's Dick Turpin. <laughs> that's absurd. Also, that's a really vindictive teacher to however many years on to go. Yeah. Never cross your teacher. Yeah. So he gets a justice of the peace and says, I think this is Dick Turpin's handwriting. And he goes, OK, let's have a look. And he reads the thing and he's like, oh, he's already in prison. So then he rides up to York <laughs> Castle and claims the reward. Are we sure it was Dick Turpin and not just a cock shooting Yorkshireman? <laughs> <laughs> with oh, the same yeah. handwriting. And Dick Turpin went, well, fair enough, yeah, I'll yeah, just yeah. leave well enough alone and fade into the distance, <laughs> fade into the background. Anyway, that's my story. <laughs> that's amazing. Happy birthday to Emily Blunt. She was in Mary Poppins and The Devil Wears Prada and lots of other things. She is good. Happy birthday to Josh Gad, who all parents will know is Olaf. His voice is running around your head and will do until the day you die. <laughs> the last voice you hear will be Josh Gad's annoying nasal whine. <laughs> also, happy birthday to... <gasps> Date Fight supporter Julie Prunes. Yeah! She's one of our Patreons. Yes! She was born in 1973 and has been a user of Botox since 2008. She <laughs> aged four. She invented the words Bambaroon and got a BR, although she has no idea what they meant. She originally had her sights set on a career in TV, and so she forged a career in banking, but once accompanied Joan Collins to the toilet in 1998. What a year for Joan Collins in the toilet that was. And she's now a full-time patron of both Date Fight and Not Today Thank You. And she is amazing and she has sent us presents. And we love her very much. Thanks, Julie. Now, if you want us to love you as much as we love Julie, it's very simple. We will exchange our love for money. <laughs> Go to patreon.com forward slash date fight to find out more. Nats, um, nats, you're all brilliant. We, could, we couldn't do this without you. Yes, what? You, you make it sound so grubby. People will flock it's... to that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, happy birthday, Julie. Hope it's a good one. Happy birthday, yes. All the best from us here at Date Fight. Yes. Happy death day, happy death day to Horst Vessel, who was the young Nazi leader who was shot in the head by the communists and then became a martyr and had a song written about him, the Horst Vessel song. Uh, that's Horst Vessel lead, which the Nazis sang lots of times, which it makes it him the subject of the most evil song of all time. Except for Mr. Brightside by the Killers. Um, <laughs> happy death day to L.S. Lowry, whose stick figures can be seen on the walls of people. And also happy death day to Stan Laurel, who was half of Laurel and Hardy and um, was played by Steve Coogan recently. That's the death days. Right, I'm going to take mm. you to the 23rd of February, 1941. Ooh. And we have a new uh, discovery. Ooh. It's plutonium. Oh. 
It's produced. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid it's not such great news. <laughs> I was going to say, it's in 1941. It's not going to be great news, is no. it? <laughs> no. Well, it is, and it is. Is it Nazis? Well, well, well. <laughs> No, it's pretty bad. Uh, it's a guy called yeah. Dr. Glenn T. Seaborg, who... Nice. He, he was the principal or co-discoverer of ten elements. Because in those days... What? There were loads of them. They were just lying yeah, around. Yeah, it was easy. He found uh, plutonium, americium, curium, berkelium, californium, einsteinium, fermium... Californium? I, look. Einsteinium? Berkelium. But not so... Yeah, no Seaborgium? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mendelevium, nobelium, and element 106, which while he was still living... Uh, and I think pretty much the second he died, it's all just knocked on the head, <laughs> was named... Oh, Seaborgium. Seaborgium, well Seaborgium. done. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I want to discover yeah. date fightium. Yes. So, uh, he, you know, it, it's the classic story, you know, when you're young, it's all fun and games. <laughs> Man meets and element. when element. you get older, it's not so funny anymore. Uh, during the 60s, <laughs> 20 years on, yeah. he got a bit worried about the ecological and biological effects of nuclear weapons. A bit late now, Seaborg. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, he commissioned the Technical Analysis Branch of the Atomic Energy Commission to study such things further. Mm. And... That's led to the US government more seriously trying to develop <laughs> clean nuclear weapons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, cool. Yeah, utterly clean. They will have no yeah. deleterious effects apart from the killing of large numbers of human beings. So uh, he did manage to get uh, a limited test ban treaty forged. Mm. Uh, he helped to negotiate that with uh, the US, the UK, and Russia. Yep. And uh, when Khrushchev signed the treaty, uh, even though the Soviets were like, you cannot take photograph, no photograph, uh, he had a tiny little camera on him and he took a tiny close-up photograph, mm. which I think was a bad idea. When someone's signing a, yeah, a nuclear like... treaty, don't mess with them. <laughs> no, don't mess with them. I turn this up now. We're going photo. to bomb everything now. He's king of bad decisions. He's, yeah. <laughs> He's a whole history of like, mm, would yeah. it be wise to do Should this? I don't know, going to do it. Ah, I'll be fine. So... <laughs> It's kind of like uh, Parker and Stone, the people who invented South Park. They made an observation about cancer. Mm -hmm. They said, when you're in your 20s, you make jokes about it. And when you're in your 40s, your friends start dying of it. Well, that's happy, happy times for happy elements. Good times. Great Good days. Good times. I'm going to go... for nucleus. <laughs> to a much, much happier occasion, the 23rd of February, 1917 when the people of St. Petersburg put down their tools, strode out of their factories and demanded bread. Because the Russian Empire had been at war for three years by that point, and essentially there wasn't any food left. And most of the men folk were off at the front, fighting against the Germans. And so there were streets full of women, which the soldiers in St. Petersburg didn't know what to do with. And so they tried to stop them, but didn't really know... Uh, how to manage these large groups of women who were wandering around demanding bread. Um, they tried to block the centre of the city by blocking all the bridges with soldiers. Now, all the good soldiers, however, were off at the war. So these were top-notch soldiers. The rubbish, the rubbish ones. <laughs> yeah. um, so they blocked off all the bridges. But it being February in St Petersburg, the women mm. walked across the rivers because they were covered <laughs> in ice. <laughs> By the third day of demonstrations, there were a quarter of a million people on strike in St. Petersburg. Wow. Um, the strike spread across the Russian Empire, and it was the beginning of the February Revolution, which led to the abdication of the Tsar and the provisional government, and eventually, of course, the October Revolution. Yes. Um, and all of the wonderful things that sprang from that. 
<laughs> I'm going to do an upbeat take on everything now. <laughs> Plutonium! <laughs> Yay! I mean, you're not. But I mean, you're you're not a massive czarist, are you? No, no. I mean, you know, no, the provisional government. I mean, that sort of nine months, February through to October, there was a chance yeah. you could, it could have all gone pretty well. Yes, um, but it no. ended up not going. No, but I think even yeah, that's fine. There are certain points at which it could have all gone really well, but it 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 didn't end up. It ended up with Stalin. So let's let's yeah. yeah. Okay. 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 Well, on that jolly note of starvation and massacre, let's leave you to enjoy the rest of your Sunday. We will, of course, be back tomorrow. Do enjoy With it. our ongoing date fight. Yes. Now, you've seen how critical your vote is. One vote makes a world of difference. Mm, so get yourself vote. online right now it and does. have a vote. On Twitter, it's at date underscore fight. And at Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash date fight. Uh, we will leave poor Nat to compose his song. Yes. <laughs> poor Nat. <laughs> That was fine. <laughs> and we'll stick it in at some point. Uh, right, have a good day and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.